to the Prophecy Club? Well, obviously the EAS message was simply a test. However, wait for it. As they say, wait for it. You see, President Trump said, and here I'm about to play the audio, but he's going to say he didn't want to do anything to upset the Kavanaugh confirmation. Here he is. I don't want to interrupt what's going on with Judge Kavanaugh. I don't want to do anything to interrupt what's happening with Judge Kavanaugh. So did the 50,000 sealed indictments just go away? No, they didn't. Has Q said that they've decided not to arrest people? No. Has Trump decided not to drain the swamp? No. (laughs) So all of those no's really mean, yes, the arrests are still coming. Just wait for it. You see, in the New Testament, we refer to patients sort of like, well, don't get angry, you know, hold your tongue, watch what you say, and things like that. But in Revelation, the word patience means don't quit, as in don't quit Jesus, don't go take that mark, don't join the New World Order, things like that. Well, likewise here. Just because it didn't happen on October 3rd, understand, as Trump said, he didn't want anything to get in the way of this Kavanaugh confirmation. It's still coming. And as soon as K is confirmed, you watch. Q says he will be confirmed, something like 53 to 47. Then watch for the next presidential alert. And this one will probably be unannounced. Some don't believe this 50,000 roundup these 50,000 people about to be arrested, some people don't think that's going to happen until after the elections. Some people think it won't happen until after the first of the year. But think it through. What are the major campaign promises of Trump? And more than anything, he wants to get more Republicans elected in this next election. Well, what were the campaign promises? The three big ones, build the wall, repeal Obamacare, and drain the swamp. Who really believes that Trump can do all three? Most people would be happy if he just did one. But I personally think he's going to do at least two of the three, and he's pretty much killed Obamacare, but it's not going to be totally removed. But I think he will drain the swamp. Okay, so ask yourself this. What will the conservatives, the Republicans, Christians, what are they going to do when it is announced that some 50,000 bad guys are all arrested, I think that the right, the conservatives, the Christians, the Republicans, they're going to go crazy with happiness. Some of the left will run to hide under the rocks, and yes, protests will start. But I think that by November 6th, the midterm election day, I don't think that the public is going to realize what it has caused yet. Yes, they're going to see protests, but I don't think they're going to understand that it's really an internal revolution starting. And they certainly don't understand about Dmitry Dudin's prophecy that this is the internal revolution spoken of by Dmitry, where some of the people start fighting against the government. They still think all things are wonderful. They don't understand that this is the fall of America. So I'm saying today, wait for it. The 50,000 roundup is still coming. Now, here's where I am. As you know, I wrote a book on Bible prophecy called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. Well, Eddie Chumney, and it's kind of a long story, uh, I've called him and asked him to look at the book, and he decided (laughs) he volunteered to come for two and a half days to spend with me, and we're working on my book. 
So basically, I've set everything on the side burner for two and a half days and giving him all of my time for two and a half days. So that means I can't put as much time into researching a broadcast for today or for tomorrow or for the next broadcast. So what I'm going to do is the rest of today's broadcast is going to be talking about our Halloween offer. Now, what's in that? It's basically four DVDs having to do with America's occult holidays. First one, What's Wrong with Halloween by Jack Clooney. He's a ranking authority in Satanism, witchcraft, white supremacy, and other forms of occult and occult activities. Occult Holidays Revealed, Stephen Dollins, is an ex-Satanist high priest of the church Satan and reveals the origins behind things like Christmas, Easter, Halloween, and things like that. Then, he also made another DVD called Under the Spell of Harry Potter, and he shows you how Harry Potter and other things like that are actually the work of the devil, teaching spellcasting, potions, curses, and that there's no difference between good and evil. That's some of the things they teach. Then Dot Marquis, who was raised in a cultic Illuminati family, attained the rank of third-degree master witch. His family was in the Illuminati for seven generations, 189 years, and he says that Christmas is an ancient occult ceremony dedicated to the birthday of Tammuz. Easter's shifting date is determined by astrology. Halloween is the deadliest holiday in human history, and he explains the truth behind things like bobbin for apples, trick-or-treat, jack-o'-lantern, May Day, and more in that DVD is America's Occult Holidays. We're making all four of them, as you know, normally valued at $30 each, all four of them available, <laughs> you don't believe this, for a gift of just $30. That's right, $30 for four DVDs. And of course, you can even get a better deal by going to watchprophecyclub.com. Sign up, 20 bucks a month, and you can watch now over, I think they said it was 210 DVDs. $200 a year or $20 a month, watchprophecyclub.com. Or you can get these four DVDs at prophecyclub.com. It is the Halloween gift offer. And you can also call it in, 785-266-1112. Now, I've just interviewed Stephen Dollins. Let's go listen to Stephen Dollins. Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I've got Stephen Dollins on the phone with me today. I know many of you know him. He's an author of several of the DVDs. As a matter of fact, he's an ex-Satanist high priest of the Church of Satan. He's also a speaker on the videos, The Occult in Your Living Room and Under the Spell of Harry Potter, Illuminati Game or a Blueprint for World Domination. Stephen reveals the truth and the true origins in his new DVD, and it's called Occult Holidays Reveals. He's talking about the true origins, the truth behind the three biggest occultic holidays that America supports and celebrates, and that is Christmas, Easter, and Halloween, the world's most celebrated holidays. And he asked the question, is Christmas the celebration of the birth of Jesus? Is Easter really celebrating the resurrection of Christ? And what we're going to be talking about today is what is the hidden agenda behind Halloween? So, Stephen, what is the hidden agenda behind Halloween? The hidden agenda behind Halloween is basically to captivate and seduce our children into looking to anything other than God. Get fear, and we know that fear is not of God, but they want to get fear into the child because fear is a controlling factor. It is the liberating force that can cause one to lose proper perspective of life, 
It can even destroy the very life of a person. It causes both physical and emotional illness, and it can cause one to lose faith in God. Well, how did Halloween start? Well, that's kind of interesting because, you know, a lot of people think that it's an American holiday, and it's really not. It started over in Wales, Scotland, and Ireland, and it was brought to the United States by the Celts. And we know that the Celtic people were, I guess, what you want to call a peculiar people because they believed in the power of magic. They worshipped many different gods. They believed in the spirits of the dead returning. And the fierce people who lived in fear of the reigning priests of that time, and they were called the Druids. And these people were very ritualistic. They practiced witchcraft. They practiced seeing, which is looking into the future, casting spells, and they looked to omens to tell them their future. And these priests were known as the mighty men of oak because they carried oak staffs, and they believed that they contained magical powers that they could call on at will. And these Celts also practiced human sacrifices, homage to their gods, in return for favors for that year. And these sacrifices were made on the most celebrated day, and we call it Halloween, but it's actually known as Samhain, which stands for the Lord of the Dead. And it's a night when spirits of the dead rose from their graves and walked the land. And what they did stand on that night, they actually believed that on Samhain, the spirits of the dead would rise and walk the face of the earth. And so trick-or-treat actually never started being going door-to-door with kids, knocking on the door and asking for candy or asking for special treats. These were spirits that were going around that were knocking on the humans' doors and basically scaring them to death because if you have ghosts or spirits that are coming back, not only are they friends, but they're also your enemies. If they were enemies in, in the fleshly life, they're still your enemy as a spirit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So in order to trick these spirits, basically, what they did was to protect themselves from evil and vengeful demons, what they did was they donned costumes resembling these spirits, and they did that in order to blend in with them and trick them. And this is where the origin of Halloween came from. And then it came to the United States. The United States picked it up, and the church, the Roman Catholic Church picked it up, and began to try to Christianize it by calling it All Saints' Day. All right, well, what about uh, bobbing for apples and jack-o'-lanterns and all of that? How'd that all get started? Yeah, that's kind of interesting, isn't it? There's several facets of Halloween. A lot of those things that we think are just fun and games actually didn't start out being that way. These people, these Celts, began to participate in strange games and customs. And we know that the Celts practiced a religion that was definitely pagan. The first thing we want to cover is bonfires. You've heard of the big bonfires? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you remember when several years ago when the college students on campus were building the huge bonfires and even died in some of them? Yes. These started out being huge fires built to light the way for these spirits that were walking the face of the earth, and they were also used in druid sacrifice of humans. That's where we get the name bone fire because they would burn the bodies of their victims to the point to where they couldn't be traced. And that's where your bonfire comes from. It's not bonfire, it's really bone fire. Right. All right, what about bobbing for apples? The Celts called it snap apple. We call it bobbing for apples. And it was actually a means of divination where apples were set afloat in a tub of water, and it was a boy's game. 
If a boy could snag the apple and bring it up with his teeth, he was assured of the love of his desire. So it was a form of divination. That's where we get the bobbing for apples. What about jack-o'-lantern? Well, jack-o'-lanterns go back to the trick-or-treat. Let me explain about trick-or-treat, where that origin came from. When these druids would go around the countryside on that night, they would demand the sacrifice of the youngest child in each household. And what the the father of the house, you've got to understand, these people lived in fear, these druids. These, These were the most feared things on the face of the earth. So they, the father, even though he loved his child to protect the rest of his family, would actually sacrifice his child. And, you know, we look at that today and say, well, that, that's stupid. There's no way that a father would sacrifice his child. Well, sure they do. We sacrifice children right now with what we call abortion. So what they would do would be to go around the countryside and demand this young sacrifice and if the sacrifice was left on a chain to the, uh, the post at the front of the, the house and it was acceptable, what they would do would be to leave a carved, and it actually didn't start out as being a pumpkin stand, it actually started out as being a turnip. And they would carve grotesque faces in these turnips and they would leave them on the doorstep of that house. And that was supposed to symbolize to the demons that were walking the face of the earth that night that the sacrifice had been accepted. If it wasn't acceptable, and if the, if the father decided he wasn't going to sacrifice and give up his, his youngest son or daughter, then they would draw the inverted five-pointed star on the door of the home in goat's blood, and someone in that house would be killed that night. Now, not saying that basically it was demons going in and, and killing anybody. They basically died out of fear. And that's where we get the jack-o'-lantern. The, the pumpkin for. They were also known as the uh, will-o'-wisps, and they were called ghost candles or corpse candles. These were lights that were seen over in England, and still are to this day, that were seen over in England. They believe that these are the spirits of dead seamen that are walking around carrying lanterns and to light their way. Well, are they practicing the occult today? Absolutely. I mean, even when we let our children dress up in costumes that God says he detests, you know, representing things that God says he detests or hates with his whole heart, we're practicing right along with what the practice was of that time. For example, the entertainment industry, the movie industry, has even done a lot to promote the occult and these practices today. The most popular movie in 1982, if you remember, was E.T., This movie, which generated over $313 million in revenue, introduced to the world a fetus-looking creature who had the power to physically heal. If you remember, he could also levitate and create a a psychic bond between himself and a human child called Elliot. And the most popular movie of 1984 was Ghostbusters. Remember Ghostbusters? Right. And that was the most acclaimed comedy of the year. And in this movie, there's a woman who becomes demon-possessed And she and a man have sex on an altar to the goddess that's called Zool, Z-O-U-L. And this act causes the goddess to manifest herself, and then she appears out of a golden pyramid. And then with the supernatural power that flows from her hands, she transforms the, uh, the couple into gargoyles. So you can see where the movie industry has even jumped on the bandwagon. There was a really popular movie, what we call a slasher movie, And these are the ones that that teenagers 
love to go to because remember that again the the element of this satanic ceremony that we call Halloween is fear. That's the biggest element of it. Because fear can captivate you, then he's got you. Satan's got you. And what these kids, these teenagers do is they go to what we call slasher movies. And this is where there's a deranged or uh, maniacal killer that begins to kill teenagers. And the thrill of it is to be able to sit through one of these things without getting up and, and walking away or or leaving, or you're a real man if you can sit there with your girlfriend and watch the whole thing. And so what they do is they go to these movies, and, and the movie industry now has, Hollywood has just really been cranking out the, the occult movies. There's even a movie out now called The Messengers where the dead begin to communicate with child again. And it starts out being innocent type of things, and then all of a sudden the evil is revealed. So you can see where a lot of these practices have really brought around a lot of the customs and a lot of the traditions that we even practice over here in the United States. Okay, then let me specifically ask you, so if a Christian is listening, should they send their children out and let them go trick-or-treating? Absolutely not. It's my opinion that the only thing that the Christian church should be doing on that night is going into fasting and heavy warfare. Why would you want to celebrate a night where it's a night celebration of death? You're celebrating the night of Samhain, which is, again, the Lord of the Dead. And you're also celebrating a time when child sacrifice still goes on today. What about if they want to dress up as, say, a football player or something fairly innocent and just let their kids go out and collect candy? Is that still bad? In my opinion, it is, because you're still celebrating. The Word of God says we can't be equally yoked with light and darkness. And so, it's again, it's the failed thing that the church has done is try to take something that is evil, started out being evil and having ill intent, and we try to Christianize it. Okay, so what do you suggest that a family do when the kids want to go out and get candy and the parents don't want them to go out and get candy? What do you suggest they do? Oh, I know there's a lot of people who say, well, well you know, the, the peer pressure and everything, what, you know, what am I going to let my child do? Well, I know there's a lot of churches and a lot of schools that have what's called alternative programs where they let the kids still dress up. My own opinion, first, when I started out, Stan, I first had the opinion, it was my firm belief that no alternative thing should be done. But I've kind of changed my mind a little bit about that because... I think that if children are given, you know, a night where they can come in and maybe play games, where they can have more type of fun activities going on, that we can take their mind off of trying to dress up and go out door to door like their friends are doing. All right, now you have a child, Erin. Uh, what do you do with her? Aaron attends a church right now that's very spirit-filled. I'll tell you what we did last Halloween, we had we called Dress for War. And what we did actually was to ask the kids to come dressed like, um, oh, in battle gear, because when you're going to war, you're getting on the armor. So we had some kids show up like, like soldiers. We had some kids show up like uh, gladiators. And what they did, we did spiritual warfare that night, and they actually had fun doing it. So they actually went to church, and there was actually praise and worship services? Oh, it was great, yeah. Okay, so it's actually spiritual warfare against what is going on that night? Absolutely. Okay, do you believe that today, in 2008, on Halloween night, 
that there will be some humans actually sacrificed? Do they really do that? Stan, I know there will. All right. Do you think that they are getting these? Are these the milk carton kids that all of a sudden just disappear off the street? You think they're getting picked up by these Satanists and turned into human sacrifices? Well, here's the thing. This is the thing I always say. We can't become Christian witch hunters. There's not a demon under every rock and a devil around every corner. And I don't think everything is of the devil. So you could, however, should keep it in balance. Right. I agree. And however, I do know that during the time from October through November 1st, they began to, if you want to call it, gather the sacrifice. That's what we used to call it in Satanism was gathering. And what they do is they send black vans out. And these people are so apt at being able to kidnap your child that all you have to do is turn your head. Especially the little blonde girls. It's innocent. You could look at it as blonde, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes. It varies. But the main thing is what they're doing is they're looking for the innocent child. The more the innocent child looks or acts, then that's more... Is that what that song uh, Hotel California is talking about, looking for one that really screams? Yes. It's one of those things that still go on today. And again, why would you want to send your child out or dress up like something that on that night when a child at their own age is being sacrificed? So you do think some humans and not, was it only children or is it adults sometimes that are sacrificed too? You know, sometimes it's, it's adults, but the only time that it's adults is basically if they defect. I know that in the 70s when I came out of Satanism, when I came out of the Satanic Church, I basically was told that I had a contract out on my life and that if I decided that I was going to defect, that I basically was signing my death warrant. How did you get out? Well, it was kind of interesting. I met, I was working at Kansas Neurological Institute here in Topeka, and I was working a night shift, and there was a gentleman working the home right next to mine, the unit next to mine, and he began to, to get a friendship going with me and and I came to find out that he was a Christian, and I wanted to shy away from him because I was still in Satanism at the time, but he began to talk about rock and roll and a lot of the things that that I was interested in. And then I began to, to learn that he was not only a Christian, but he had come out of a, a satanic group in Southern California called the Brotherhood. And it was kind of interesting that he was a Christian brother, but he was also a satanic brother. And we began to talk and compare notes, and the more I began to spend time with him, the more he began to talk to me about Jesus and about what Jesus had done for me on the cross personally, which I'd never even thought about. And even though I was physically trying to turn it away, my subconscious was picking up everything that he had to say. And the way that I got out, basically, was he gave me a book called The Satan Seller by Mike Warnke. I remember the book. And Mike had basically a testimony uh, very similar to mine. He went to some extremes. Thank God I didn't. But he went to various extremes, and he talked about how he was able to, to get out and how he was now saved and, and born again. And the thought did cross my mind. I thought, well... You know, if this, this guy did it, maybe I can do it. So did you ever participate in any sacrifices, human or animal or anything like that? Stan, if I did, I don't remember. 
because when I was saved and, and filled with the Holy Spirit, the Lord basically wiped the slate clean on a lot of things. There are some things that I just don't remember. Uh, maybe not so bad. All right, now I know that there was a time that you were doing some kind of a ritual and a demon appeared. Tell us that story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the curious thing was that it was my mom's house that my group met in, my, my cover met in, and we were downstairs in what we called the playroom. That was our place where we did our rituals, and we summoned up a demon called Astaroth. And Astaroth appeared in an orange cloud, started taking the form of the werewolf. We sent this spirit out because there was a girl there that had been uh, harassed by a woman next door to her. She wanted us to scare her. So what we did is we sent the demon out after this woman. Well, the demon came back extremely upset, said, don't ever send me after a Christian again. So the blood of Jesus has more power than the Satanist. Amen. Absolutely. Greater is he that is within you than he that is within the world. Amen. All right, so 60 seconds to encourage the folks to come and hear you. Uh, well, we're going to, as everybody knows, uh, my presentations are very visual. I believe that if you see it, you have more apt, apt to believe it. If you care about your child, if you have any concern about maybe that the church or maybe you as a Christian are, are participating in some things that are just not right or don't feel right as far as being really honoring God. I'm going to interrupt right there, and I encourage you to get these four DVDs, and this is a fabulous offer. As you know, we normally offer our DVDs for $30 each. This is four DVDs for a gift of just yeah, wait for it. <laughs> $30. Four DVDs for $30. It's What's Wrong with Halloween? And this is talking about how Satanism, witchcraft, white supremacy, and other forms of cult and occult activity. Uh, and this guy, Jack Clooney, has helped the FBI, CIA, OSI, Border Patrol, police, sheriff, and all kinds of occult crimes. He's an expert witness in court proceedings. The second DVD is Occult Holidays Revealed. This is by Stephen Dollins. He explains how Christmas is not the birthday of Jesus, but rather the sun god Mithras. Easter is actually celebrating the birth of Ishtar. Halloween is a celebration of Samhain, the Celtic Lord of the Dead. Then under the spell of Harry Potter is talking about how Harry Potter is a recruiting tool. It teaches your children spell casting, potions, curses, and that there's no difference between good and evil. It prepares children to receive the mark of the beast. Then America's Occult Holidays is by Doc Marquis. He was raised in a cultic Illuminati family, attained the rank of third-degree master witch, and he says that Easter's shifting date is determined by astrology. Halloween is the deadliest holiday in human history. You'll learn the truth about bobbing for apples, trick-or-treat, jack-o'-lantern, May Day, and a whole lot more. And actually, this is four DVDs valued at $90, all for a gift of just $30. Go check it out. It's the Halloween gift offer at prophecyclub.com. The Halloween gift offer, prophecyclub.com, or call 785 785- 266-1112, or even better, watch it at watchprophecyclub.com. You can watch instantly, $20 a month, $200 a year, over 210 DVDs, watchprophecyclub.com. Thank you for listening, thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your gifts of support. God bless. We would not be here without your prayers and generous financial support. 
Now from the Prophecy Club, some exciting opportunities for you. You can now watch 160 Prophecy Club recordings and soon over 300 without interruption. Most people would agree 300 titles, normally $30 each, a gift of $100 a month would be reasonable, $50 a pretty good deal, but the introductory rate for a limited time is just $20, recurring monthly subscription. A one-year subscription is a gift of $200. There's no contract. You can cancel any time you want to, and you get the first three days free just to check it out. The best deal is a yearly subscription that'll lock in your rate for a year, even when we raise the rates. WatchProphecyClub.com. Go check it out. WatchProphecyClub.com. Get my last two DVDs, Revelations on Revelation and Kings and Priests, both of them, three DVDs for a gift of just $40 at ProphecyClub.com. Revelations on Revelation, 12 Revelations on Revelation, 12 tips on memorizing scripture. Jesus is not the primary message of Revelation. What is? My biggest revelation, the morning star, and lots more. And Kings and Priests, What's the third woe? Who are the nations? Are all the saints kings and priests or some kings, some priests? What is the difference between kings and priests? And much more. Both DVDs gift of $40 at prophecyclub.com. Revelations on Revelation, kings and priests. Prophecyclub.com, gift of $40. God will bless you.